Welcome to Office Hours, a podcast presented by College Fashionista. It's Amy Levin here. For those of you new this week, each episode of this series has a special guest who will share insight on life, careers, and their story to success. Today, we are talking to the co-founders of Click Media Group, Hillary Kerr and Catherine Power. This power duo has just released The Career Code, a book full of do's and don'ts for aspiring professionals and recent grads. I'm really excited to talk to them. Welcome, Hillary and Catherine. So let's start with the fact that you guys have been building this empire since 2006, correct? Correct. Did you ever think when you started it back then that it would be the Click Media Group now and it would be where it is? I think we certainly hoped it would be. um, You know, we always had plans to take at least the first brand, which was Who, What, Where, Uh, you know, far beyond media. We wanted to um, create different forms of media, books, products. And so we've been excited to see that come to life this year with our collection at Target. And I think we knew that we wanted to develop new IP and, and new brands. So, I mean, I think, you know, that was always the goal, but you really don't understand what that means until you're in it. Right, right, definitely, and, and media obviously has changed so much since 2006, and so it's been exciting, I'm sure, for you guys to see the evolution and to make changes along the way, and the Target collection, I mean, that's always the, the struggle that I feel with media is that it's, it's not tangible, mm-hmm. and to actually like see your product and see something has to feel like a great extension of the brand and like a, a different feeling than reading the site. Definitely. I think the first time we saw the actual product with the hang tags and the buttons and I did a pair of jeans and like the the button on the jeans said who, what, where. And I didn't start crying, although (laughs) I I considered it briefly on the inside of my brain. Um, But it was really it was an amazing thing. The same way, though, truthfully, with the books, it's it's that's also something that's really incredible to actually be able to have something tangible that you can hold and say, like, this is ours. We did this. Um, I felt like at least with my parents anyway. They appreciated having um, something that wasn't just ephemeral and online, although online stuff never really goes away. So, (laughs) Right. Just a different experience. Yeah. So what was it like co-writing the book together since you guys have different voices and different perspectives on things? Well, Hillary's really the writer writer in the relationship. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm very good at, um, you know, kind of format and formulating Mm -hmm. the ideas and the concepts. Um, But Hillary is an amazing writer, and so she kind of takes uh, my bullet points or stories and turns them into something with a very special voice that, I mean, I think really at this point is sort of the voice of our brands, too. It's, you know, we want to make everything very approachable and accessible and kind of apply the same tone that we've taken with fashion and beauty and home decor, and now just apply that to your career, because there really wasn't anything out there in the market for young women to read that would really just cut to the chase and and give them the sort of hard and fast rules to follow in order to get ahead. Um, You know, I think the the millennial generation is the first generation where women have uh, outpaced men in bachelor's degrees. Yeah. Um, And all of our studies tell us they're very ambitious and they want to be the boss someday. It's crazy. Um, Yet there's a lot missing from traditional education and even the best internship program. So we wanted to sort of share our principles uh, from throughout the years, both from our own career, but also from hiring people over the last 10 years. Right. And what you've seen. It's, it always surprises me, and I don't know if you guys have experienced this along the way. I know you guys are going to some colleges mm-hmm. where like freshmen will come up to you, and they'll, they'll like know what they want to do, and they'll be so ambitious. And I mean, 
I was always an ambitious girl, but freshman year I wasn't focused on my career and what I want to do. And it's great to see that. Um, and it scares me at the same time for these Generation Z now we're in and millennials that, you know, there's so much pressure from day one of college to figure out what you want to do and to get ahead. And it's great that you guys are educating them and giving them like the real facts. Here, Here's what you've learned. Because the other part of it too is for the most part, whatever you think you want to do will change. I mean, I thought yeah. I wanted to be a veterinarian until I realized <laughs> I had to, that involved like animals being sick at some point in time. And I wanted to be president until I realized that involved politics. But, um, you know, I, I figured out that I wanted to be in the content space in some shape, way or form pretty early on. But, you know, things change. And I would never have imagined back when I was a freshman in college that I would have a company someday. And I think that's yeah. the thing too. It's like keeping your mind open to possibilities to change, yeah. to being able to see what's going on around you and, and really understanding that when it comes to work skills and career skills, you can really take them from any industry and apply them to any other industry and any other position. And that's something too that was really important for us to talk about in terms yeah. of empowering people because I don't want people, especially young women who are just starting their careers, to feel like this is the, like I have to pick something now and pigeoned. if it's not. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't end up loving it, that, oh, well, I'm just doomed to a life of misery. Yeah. It's like you can do lots of things. You can take things and pivot and, and have many different careers and, and really explore different things that you're interested in. And that that's not failure. In fact, that's actually a really great thing. I am seeing a general trend in students' curriculum where it is becoming a little bit more broad what they're teaching. And it's, you know, more about like skills, like I mean, communication, writing skills, because like mm -hmm. you said, like, we're not having these like 20 year careers. I mean, you guys are a unicorn in this situation, but people change jobs every two to three years. They change industries. And so mm -hmm. just having the skills that you need to survive and be successful, I think is super important. Where do you guys think media is going in the near future? We're really excited about platform publishing, meaning that we're taking a lot of our content and publishing it directly onto social media platforms. So we just launched a brand earlier this year called Obsessi. Yeah, we've been following it. Okay, great. great. Um, Obsessi is, is really special and it's geared towards Gen Z. It's content that is solely distributed across uh, Tumblr and Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook. So um, as, the, as the new platforms pop up, we'll be there. It's really just our job to create very engaging, shoppable content. But sort of where we put it out doesn't matter. So yeah. we're going to continue to evolve uh, with the media business. But we're certainly very excited about that and see tremendous opportunity both for the user but also for our advertisers to integrate into the content. Especially and, that audience that you're going after. That's where they are. And it's so cool because each platform really lends itself to a different type of story storytelling you know yeah. we're creating all this unique content that there are certain stories that are just snapchat stories they wouldn't work or translate in the same way in a static story on a website so it's really fun to sort of think about all of the different stories out there all of the different opportunities to tell said stories and figure out what's the best platform what's the best way yeah. to communicate this so that it really that people truly get to the heart of whatever it is that you're talking about yeah that's I mean fun. we certainly our audience lives on Instagram it's Snapchat so so do we yeah <laughs> I mean so do we so the way that we create content is is very much social first so mm -hmm. I'm excited to see what you guys are doing and we have been following along and it looks great so it's it's very exciting so we have been having this conversation a lot and we just I actually just met Ariana Huffington 
who is lovely awesome. and she's on a huge push towards sleep and disconnecting from mm-hmm. technology. How do you guys disconnect from work since you have a million different things going on? What's that? <laughs> right. <laughs> Very challenging. Disconnect from work, disconnect from technology. How do you do that? We actually have a chapter in the book called Manage Your Stress Like It's Your Job. So it's very important as you grow in your career and you start to take on more responsibility that you're able to perform at your peak level. Um, You know, I think I heard someone say on a panel uh, that the more successful they become, the more boring they become. And I think uh, from the outside, it it might appear that way. But it's really you have to create structure and routine and a schedule. You know, for me, I know exactly how many hours of sleep I need to get. And uh, I work backwards from there, and I go to bed very early. Uh, I wake up at 5 a.m. That's what she said. What What do you do at 5 a.m.? <laughs> I uh, I go and work out at six. Yeah. So um, I go to Tracy Anderson Studios yep. and and um, do and a you, workout. And you said that's more for your mind than even the physical part of yeah. it. It helps your brain. It is. Off yeah. It. If I don't work out before work, I'm far less productive, yeah. and my I just my mind is much sharper. So for me, that's actually something I have to do for my mental productivity, but um, it's great that my body is getting a workout as well. So um, I do that. I go to work and basically just have everything very, very scheduled and try to delegate as much as I possibly can, whether that means to the great support staff I have or you know, ordering groceries on Instacart or right. having the dry cleaning delivered instead of going there, um, whatever I can do to kind of save time so that I have a little bit of mental space in the day to either come up with creative ideas or to relax or, you know, whatever it is I need. And then, um, you know, I eat very healthy, you know, I'm very conscious of what makes me feel best. Yep. So, you know, you just have to pay attention to that and, and get sleep and, um, I go to acupuncture once a week where I do like a meditation, uh, yeah. during that time. And, um, yeah, but now there's so many great, like the headspace meditation app you can do for 10 minutes. Yeah. But I also, I really like, I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Frank Lippman. No. Um, he's amazing. He's based here in New York and we actually talk about him a little bit in the career code. And one of the things that he espouses is electronic sundown. And that's something that I have found works really well for me. So it takes me quite a while to wind down at the end of the day. Yeah. And I have found that anything like TV, computer, phone, anything that sort of emits like light from a screen, that that still keeps me kind of riled up. So at least two hours before I go to bed, no TV, no phone, yep. um, no computer. And I, uh, I read an old-fashioned book uh, for same, or, same. or magazine <laughs> um, for about 30, 45, an hour before I go to sleep. And I find that having just like getting lost in someone else's story and someone else's work is really helpful um, because for me too, I think part of it is really still staying engaged in the things that make you inspired and make you feel alive. So, you know, whether it's like I still try and go to a lot of music shows and I go to museums and I love to travel and to try new restaurants and doing things that are outside of my sort of like day-to-day purview so that I still, you never know where a good idea is going to come from. And sometimes it's when I'm in these other situations that are cultural or interesting or stimulating in some way that I'll get a really great idea for something that has to do with work or I just feel restored and uh, and creatively at least. Yeah. I feel like I have my best ideas when I'm not at work because like you, I'm very scheduled at work (laughs) that it's like, 
I'm not always thinking. Mm-hmm. And and when I'm not at work, it's when all these ideas pop into my head and and I'm and I'm jotting them down. But I just find that college students and, and young people feel bad when they disconnect and they feel like they're missing out or they're not working hard enough so I think it's great that you guys share the message that like you need that like everyone needs that it's okay yeah you're still gonna get ahead but like everyone needs like you have to be number one you have to take care of yourself and Mm -hmm. there's just so much pressure it's unfortunate what would you recommend for college grads who want to create their own business after college well first of all I think you should read the career code obviously (laughs) available now on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and iTunes um, if I think for the people that want to start a business, you know, a, a couple things that I always uh, mention as as being a good formula is if you look for white space, so a hole in the market, something that's not being done, coupled with the fact that you're obsessed with it and can't live without it. Uh, that's usually a pretty good formula for success when you want to create a new product or a new business. But um, you really have to go to market with a very unique point of view. You know, every industry at this point is pretty competitive. And, uh, you know, it's all about what is your take on this? What is, what is your unique value that you're bringing to the table and how is it different? And that's just an exercise that you need to go through um, in order to figure out exactly the best thing to take to market. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, <laughs> um, there's a part of me that really I, I would hope that anyone who starts their own business also has some at least a minimum of internships or other work experience, just because I do think that is really valuable to understand how structures work and how companies work and sort of best Absolutely. practices in an protocol industry and- protocol. And and even if you don't end up liking that or wanting to create that within your own company, at least knowing how um, your peers in that industry operate is just a really useful thing, even if you end up subverting it totally. Knowing how the system works, I think, is a really good thing. And I think Um, that helped you guys because you were both in media prior to your business, which is, like, great. And I think it's a really good uh, idea to go, if you're going to intern or or get a job, you know, go intern for a startup, but then also go intern at a large corporation so that you can see the difference in the processes and the roles and all of that. I think both are equally as uh, helpful. I absolutely agree. If you were 22 again, what would you tell yourself? Learn how to code. (laughs) Same. (laughs) If I could go back, that's what I would do. That honestly, it's like same. I'm I, with that you would on have that. been really helpful when we were developing who, what, where. Yep. Um, I think that was one of the things that we were both frustrated by. Is we felt like anytime something broke, or we would talk to um, a developer about something, we just were never quite sure if they were being straightforward with us. If yep. something was truly a problem, just not having any insight in that way was very frustrating because we were so hands-on and doing absolutely everything else that I think that would have been really important. And it was amazing. We spoke at USC in in Los Angeles um, a few weeks ago, which is one of my alma maters, and all of the journalism students now learn how to code. I know, they teach it now. So cool. It made me really excited. And engineering and and development, I mean, those are amazing jobs in in themselves. You know, you can make a lot of money um, and I don't know if every college student realizes that, but it's, you know, some of the, the you know, highly paid positions at our company have to do with technology. Yeah, absolutely. 
Thank you, Hillary and Catherine, for talking to us. Be sure you grab a copy of their newest book, The Career Code, and join us for our next Office Hours conversation. Be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Until then, 